For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This week in the Monday Night War, Raw has the go-home show for SummerSlam 1996. Nitro has Sting and Luger once again challenging the Outsiders to a fight. Romeo, SP3, the ghost of Drunk Guy JJ. This is True Rewind 73. Vacant. This is True Rewind. This is True Rewind. This is true. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. We are back on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel. It's been a week away, but we are back in the DeLorean. Pump up the plus capacitor for episode 73 of True Rewind titled Vacant, and you will learn why as we talk about the uh, August 12th. 1996 editions of WCW Nitro and WWF Raw, and we decide what was the better show for the week. I am back once again with the face and the ace, my right-hand man from the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne. I am annoyed. I am annoyed, and I have no other reason than to blame it on the cock. Peacock, who has... I know they had this restriction on their phone, on if you use the app on the phones, but now they've brought it to the PC, the Mac, where you can't take screenshots of uh, what you're watching. So what? we will have no pictures for of the Raw or Nitro until I figure out a way around this. If you know a way around this, uh, please let me know because this is so stupid and so annoying that we can't show you pictures of the shows that happened uh, here on this True Rewind. Let us know in the comments down below if you have a solution for us, because we like to give you visual aids of what's going on, especially for when I have to do these promos, which is very hard to, to keep up with. And you know, which we definitely had one on Raw. Yes, we did. We <laughs> definitely did. Uh, I was I I meant to tell uh, Romeo before we we recorded when he was watching the show. Could you please get uh, the interviewers' lines? But it's okay. I'm gonna do it off the cuff. As usual, but remember, guys, to drop a thumbs up on this video, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new to the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel. So much content on this channel. It's yet busy. We, 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 it's been so busy on this channel. We've moved off of Sundays and we're on Mondays. So you get a little bit of the Monday Night Wars on Sitting. Mondays <laughs> 25 years later, uh, in 2022. So 
If you have a good time with True Rewind, let us know in the comments or in the live chat if you're watching the premiere what you thought about the August 12, 1996 editions of Raw and Nitro and what you thought was the better show for the week. But Romeo, we, you are usually the pilot and the driver of the DeLorean. Let's go over to WCW. Let's park up to Wyoming and let's get to it. Yes, Nitro, August 12, 1996 from Casper, Wyoming. Another place on earth I will probably never visit in my lifetime. It's named after a friendly ghost, to be fair. They made fun of that on the on commentary. Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> starting off hot, real hot. Oh, my God, what a dream eight-man tag. High voltage and rough and ready versus the Dungeon of Doom, Kevin Sullivan, Hugh Morris, Mang, and Barbarian. This match goes about what? Two minutes. Mang wins it quickly with a kick of the face to uh, one of high voltage. And then if that's not enough afterwards, uh, rough and rough and ready, they, they turn on high voltage just for the hell of it, just for costing them the match. This was an absolute mess for two minutes. Like, this was just all over the place. There was brawling and melees throughout, like, I think, to start the match and then in the middle of the match. And then they just cleared out and Mang hits the thrust kick. I think on Chaos. I think that was Chaos. I don't, I never can tell which one is which when it comes to high voltage. Surprising but... all their names. Yeah, I know one is Kenny Chaos. That's, I, I, I just like the name. So, yeah, this was a mess. <laughs> Sting and Lex Luger drop by and ringside to, they hate to disrupt the format, but they're laying down a challenge to the outsiders right now. If they have any guts, that is. Glacier. And no, they don't. They didn't come out. No. <laughs> Glacier coming soon, but not before Veer. Veer came finally before Glacier did here on True Rewind. Can you believe it? Din, 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 din. At least we don't get the same blood runs cold vignettes that we got every single week. Now we just see him doom, 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 doom Mortal Kombat on the Mortal Kombat set from the nineties movie. Renegade, another guy I'm tired of seeing versus Diamond Dallas Page. Renegade makes a comeback to very mild excitement before getting reversed from a suplex into a diamond cutter out of nowhere. At 5 minutes, 30 seconds. Another diamond cutter ends it. DDP on the rise. Bye. I love her. He doesn't even do the diamond sign. He just does 10. <laughs> 10. 10. He's like he's like the prelude to, to Ty Tillinger. Not much to see here. This was, this was obvious who the winner is going to be right from the start. We are flying along here, folks. These this shows. A lot of nothing happening. Meanwhile, the NWO. Here we go. Who, who are still don't have their iconic shirts just yet. They're on the way soon. Uh, they sit around on the couch backstage or wherever they're at and promise to grant rematches, but on their own time. They don't work on Sting and Luger's time. They work on their own time. And this, I thought, was the most serious we have heard Hollywood Hulk Col- Hogan, who, who toned down the, the over-the-top character of Hogan and talked like a normal human being with the outsiders backstage. I think this is when Hall and Nash kind of told him, like, you need to cut down on the Hogan talk. Like, you, you can't talk like you're the immortal Hulk Hogan, even though I think Nash calls him the hoaxer. And even Lee uses his line yeah. at the end here. It says, what you're going to do when the hoaxer, when the hoster, uh, the outsiders and the new world order run wild on you. And I also enjoyed the outsiders saying, don't blame Nick Patrick. He's a fine, fine <laughs> referee. Senior official. 
senior official. And they also uh, teased that the fourth and the fifth man were in the locker room with them just off of the camera's view. And that toning down of Hogan lasted about, what, 30, 40, 50 minutes? Pretty we'll much. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Conan versus Jim Powers. Powers tries to make the comeback, but Conan pins him with his feet on the ropes at about 3 minutes, 23 seconds. Tony is shocked on commentary and notes that Conan has done a 360. And Conan follows that up with a pretty definitive heel promo afterwards with Mean Gene. Um, who tries to keep him on point, but Conan then rants about the NWO. So Conan, he'll turn out of nowhere. And he's been listening to a lot of Larry Sabisco's commentary because he used the same New World Order uh, line, uh, say that they've been sticking up the joint. And But I like his line at the end here where he says that he has a new plan of attack because if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Nice. Put that Very on his nice. tombstone. Put it on his tombstone. This is just. This seems to be leading to his his uh his eventual <laughs> being a part of the new world. <laughs> we get the debut or re-debut, however you want to look at it, of Big Ron Stud. Stud is Ron Reese, aka the Yatai. Oh my God! I should have known by the way he walked. He is the stiffest person. I have ever seen in my life. He walks like a video game. He walks like he's one of the video game characters from like WCW versus the world on PS1. The idea here with Big Ron Stud was that he was supposed to be mentored by Big John Stud and thus took his name or something. Something WCW is not afraid to do, as we know with the Giants and Andre the Giants. Of course. Stud goes up to the top rope, but Benoit Drop kicks him, finishes him with a nice superplex at three minutes, 30 seconds. This big giant mammoth of a man can only last three minutes with Chris Benoit. And this fucker, this fucker has the balls to kick out after three on Chris Benoit. I don't know if you noticed, but afterwards, Benoit gives him a nice shot to the head to get out of his ring for that bullshit. How dare you? And from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Chris Benoit reportedly told Stud, to go back to wrestling school after this match. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, what was that? Um, I mean, but his head was ginormous. Like his head was his head was big, yet it it could have been a head on someone that's seven feet tall or three feet tall. Like he, he has that type of head. And I, I just literally like midway through my notes, I just started calling him giant jobber. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, he was a giant for all that it's worth. He was a giant. He he made Benoit look very, very short. Yes, but I, I like this. I like this placement in this booking because, uh, you know, you had Benoit talk to the camera afterwards and he calls out the giant after beating the giant jobber. And then they tell us that he's versing the giant at Clash of the Champions this Thursday. Why? We don't know why. And, I mean, it's a part of the Four Horsemen Dungeon of Doom. Still angles still going on, despite Horseman being distracted with the NWO, um, I guess. We'll ask more whys as we go along here. Uh, the Steiners versus the Harlem Heat rematch for the tag titles. And during this match, I couldn't help but notice, man, Rick Steiner. That that movie does where he catches someone and power slams him. That's Braun Breaker now. Braun Breaker has yes. perfectly adapted that to his arsenal. Very nice. Very um, much so. Sherry, in the end, holds... Scott Steiner's foot as he goes for a suplex, allowing 
Booker to counter it, counter it into a pin. Colonel Parker, for no reason, enters the ring and stumbles across the pin, making the ref call for the bell. Steiners win by DQ. What the hell is Colonel Parker, Colonel Parker doing here? Colonel Parker, I mean, he's the worst manager in WCW. Like, he, he legitimately... Jerry has the match won. What are you doing? He legitimately, like, really is a detriment to whoever he manages every single time, whether it's Bunkhouse Ball, Bunkhouse Bunk and Dick Slater or the Harlem Heat. He's the one that threw powder in Booker T's eyes at Hog no, Wild, no, no, and then he does that. these. Then he does this. Something is up here. Something is fishy. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary questioned Eric Bischoff's whereabouts last week, and Eric weakly, weakly noted that he was taking care of business before quickly changing the subject. Very, very fishy stuff going on here in Nitro. Hey, did you notice that Bischoff was wearing a black jean jacket, and he had it buttoned up all to the top? Did he have an NWO shirt underneath that? <laughs> Just saying. Rey Mysterio versus Ultimate Dragon. They're still calling him Ultimate Dragon. He's Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo. And another rematch. Yes. Uh, Dragon spitting out some, some red mist during his entrance. Very cool. Very badass. Uh, Dragon takes a sweet time at the end going for a move, I assume his finisher. And Rey surprises him with a sunset flip into a pin, stealing the victory. Uh, this was very short, but it was a good whatever five minutes it was for these two. They packed a lot in this uh, short amount of time. You had a vicious running Liger bomb by uh, Dragon on on Mysterio where he folded him up. Springboard Hurricane Rada and then a flipping tope over the top rope by Mysterio to Dragon. It was like very fast paced in this one. A lot of stuff I couldn't even write down the notes for. Dragon catch caught uh, Mysterio with a drop kick in midair after he goes off the top rope. After a series of fakes, Dragon hit a crazy suicide dive to the outside where Mysterio looked Looks like he hit his head on the guardrail. He had a dragon, a tiger suplex by by dragon. So there was a lot that they packed into here, and uh, definitely Mysterio continues to deliver on Nitro and on pay per view. The Nature Boy Ric Flair versus the Macho Man Randy Savage, and this was interesting from from a a viewpoint where Ric Flair is not the most hated guy on the roster as he usually was right now because the NWO has come along. Yeah, but this is interesting because. If anybody hates Ric Flair, it's Macho Man Randy Savage, who's hated him for how long now? Since the entire time we've been doing this, he's been messing around with him. So it was weird from that standpoint. Like, you want to root for the Macho Man, but also Ric Flair is like, he's not as evil as he used to be. Uh, There's a ref bump here at the end. Hogan then comes down and hits Macho Man with two gentle, very Hulk Hogan-like chair shots. (laughs) Flair tosses Macho Man in the ring, and even though Macho Man is out... He still does his Ric Flair pin with his foot on the ropes and women holding his foot, feet down. Uh, commentary v- uh, points out the fact that Hogan did not touch Ric Flair. Hogan yeah. takes on Ric Flair Thursday at Clash of the Champions. And then Hogan's promo after it explains his actions. He wants Flair to be 100% when he beats him on Clash this week. Also, once he beats Flair, Rick will be known as the stupid little man who couldn't get it done. And uh, Hogan became Hogan again after we saw him earlier, tone it down. He was like, nope, the outsiders aren't here. I'm going to be myself. And he doesn't know how to pronounce catarize. He said catarize or something like that. It was it was very bad. It was. Yeah. Uh, Hogan needs to just realize that Hall and Nash are trying to help him. 
by telling him <laughs> to talk like a normal human being. Talk like you would regularly talk because this is a realistic angle that we need to get over here, Hogan. And uh, what do you think of the match and the finish and Hogan uh, not touching Ric Flair? I, I like the match. I think, uh, you know, Savage was Savage running, sprinting to the ring to get his hands on uh, Flair. Uh, Flair applying the figure four, grabbing the ropes for an advantage. You had him go to the top rope, which never works out for, for Flair. <laughs> Gorilla press off the top rope. Uh, and it was Flair who clotheslined the referee leading to this. And of course, Nick Patrick was the one who came in for to count the pin. That was the what I had <laughs> in my notes here. So yeah. And then the, the Hogan promo is just like, man, Hogan, you, you just don't, you just can't help yourself unless Hall and Nash are around. They they did kind of tease and want you to think and make maybe Ric Flair is the fourth man. Yeah, but they're they're wrestling on Thursday, which is well, we have to see what happens. We'll see. Uh, we're not gonna watch it, but we'll hear about it next Nitro, I guess. Right? I will. We we've watched Clash of the Champions before. How about we do we do a big episode? We watch Clash of Champions and SummerSlam, and we review both I and decide. I think, I think you're asking too much of. <laughs> I say we separate the two. All right. That, we, that we, way SummerSlam is uh, episode 75. There we go. We'll do oh, yeah. 74 Clash of Champions and then yeah, 75 yeah. SummerSlam. All right. Let's do that. I forgot we did watch a Clash of Champions. You're right. You're right. Yeah. The Outsiders come through the crowd. They're here to face Sting and Lex, accept their challenge. Lex Luger comes down. There's no Sting. Uh, that last few minutes, maybe one minute, two minutes, Sting finally arrives late. Someone forgot his cue. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe oh, they wanted to do a sneak attack. I don't know. And he messed up. And <laughs> Lex Luger had to do two on one, but Lex Lex held his own. They brawl back and forth until the Horsemen come down and clear the ring of the Outsiders. The Outsiders run off. Nick Patrick running with them, and replay shows. I didn't notice this at first, but the replay shows that Nick Patrick. Pull Scott Hall away from a stinger splash. Blatantly obvious. I did not notice it at first with the, with the camera angle. The camera angle was weird. Yeah. With the second camera angle, the replay, you see very blatant. Nick Patrick, something very fishy going on with him. Nick Patrick is he's he's taking he's taking a bribe. He is he is he has been compromised, ladies and gentlemen. They should automatically suspend him or something after this. Like this was blatant as hell. You saw it on the replay. You need to get Nick Patrick. He can't referee any of these major assignments. Yeah, he can't (laughs) referee any of these NWO matches, obviously, now. Like, you've seen it. We need some justice to be served here because this is ridiculous. I like the horsemen coming out to to make the save at the end as well here, showing that they are, are firmly on the side of WCW. And then Flair afterwards with a short promo with me and Gene tears down the NWO one by one saying the horsemen can take them all out, even if they got a fourth member. Match of the night. Mysterio Dragon? Yes, most definitely. MVP, I'm going to go with Ric Flair. You? I actually did. I do agree with you. I went with Ric Flair as well. He won his match. He had the good promo at the end. He got some momentum going into Clash of the Champions. LVP, I have I have three losers. One, Colonel Parker, and the other two, High Voltage. You? I just have high voltage. I mean, I'm I'm done. I'm done burying Colonel Rob Parker. I just <laughs> expect him to be completely incompetent now. Thumbs out. 
And in three, two, one, it'll be thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. Three, two, one. Middle for me. I want thumbs, thumbs up. up. Must be I liked Savage and Flair. I like Dragon and Rey Mysterio. I like the the continued story thread of the NWO. It just makes this show very you looking forward to the story progressing more and more every single week. And this week we saw the progression of it's now obvious Nick Patrick is taking the bribe from the NWO. Last week did a solid even three in the ratings. What do you think Nitro did this week? Coming off a of pay-per-view, I'm going to say three again. They're a little bit up. 3.3. 3. Let's Damn talk man. Monday Night Raw. Taped from Seattle, Washington. Dark, ominous music plays over a video package announcing Ahmed Johnson had life-saving surgery on his kidney. He was suffering from internal... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Bleeding because of the kidney. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, this is gruesome. This is a this is a harsh start to the show. Damn. Speaking of harsh starts, we start with Skid Skip versus Farouk Assad with Sunny, and I say harsh start because Sunny, you know, I, I look at her a little differently now. Being the sh- what's going on with her in the news uh, in twenty twenty two? Yikes! Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it really kind of changes your view of everything watching her now is just like you killed a man like this is this yeah i don't even feel right watching you on the tv like this is like a chris benoit type of thing where i think they should just edit out sunny's name from the wwe network and peacock i know man i couldn't even get a heart on when i was watching sunny i couldn't i couldn't get it up <laughs> something's off I'm done. it was a bit cloudy I'm done. for me. I'm done. Oh, she messed up the powder. Oh, <laughs> oh, and also, also, Bishop Man calling uh, Farouk a thug. I was like, oh, this is just this is oh, double. <laughs> double. This is just doubling down on me not feeling comfortable watching this. That thug Farouk wins with a dominator. What a maneuver, says Vince McMahon on commentary. Pretty easy win for Farouk Assad in his debut here on Raw. And they also did announce Jared King Lawler will be versing Jake the Snake Roberts at SummerSlam during this matchup, as well as the Bikini Beach Blast with Sonny, Sable, and Marlena. So, Hopefully I can get it up for that one. Hopefully I'm hey, that's on, time. That's on the free-for-all. So and you I can't watch it. it. You oh, I'm sure they'll it. show highlights. I'm sure they'll show highlights. There you go. They better. Because uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> Clarence Mason's client. Is crush making well? You forgot, you forgot. Uh, Jay the Sink Roberts on the phone saying, uh, he says, uh, talking about the announcement of this SummerSlam matchup and what King did to Aldo Montoya last week. He says, The power that lives within me that saved me will crush you. And the king responds with saying, The power that lives within you is a hundred (laughs) proof. Oh, Jay, 
Speaking of Crush, smooth transition there. Crush makes his re-debut with a new look. He's got like a tattooed forehead. He's got jewelry from his nose to his ear. Hey! Harlem the running. The running. The running run on the DeLorean. <laughs> How would you feel, SB3, if one day Harlem got a forehead tattoo and a piercing from her nose to her ear? Um... I don't know. She she would be in punishment for, for about a year, maybe, if she got a tattoo on her forehead. He's crushes facing Savio Vega with Clarence Mason on commentary. I loved Clarence Mason on commentary. He said one line he had was, you know, crush can't be charged with battery in wrestling. It's all consensual. Crush wins with a full Nelson. I was like, that was the use of a big word for no reason. <laughs> that doesn't relate. big words. That doesn't relate with what we're talking about here. But this was a nice little re-debut for Crush. I like the fact that they are acknowledging that this is the same Crush from before. He's just now he's uh, ex-convent, so there's a change there. We get the naked truth with Sonny. This is a segment that has been hyped up by Jerry Lawler. Uh, Basically teasing that Sonny was going to be naked. And while she was, she was behind a, uh, what do you call it? Like a closet or something. And uh, she teases her appearance at the Bikini Beach Blast, of course, before SummerSlam. Um, still still wasn't aroused for me. Still wasn't aroused. Uh, Kevin Kelly interviews Ahmed Johnson from his home, I believe. Ahmed looking very very sad about uh, everything that's uh, been going on do you do you have the the quotes the words from Ahmed Johnson in this interview? yes I do yes I do it's a little less of Ahmed's voice he went with more of his natural voice here so I won't put in still put hard up. to understand for me yes 100 percent 100 still hard to understand uh but he says well you know I can always ignore the physical pain this isn't the first time I've been in physical pain it's more the mental pain that's playing the games with me right now. The mental pain hurts worse than anything in my life right now. And then I guess Kevin Kelly asks him a question, which uh, he answers. I guess it started when I was laying in my bed at night at the hotel. Part of my insides was turning flips and my whole side felt like it was turning ice cold. At that point, I knew something was wrong. And then Kevin asks him, how does he think uh, his, uh, his kidney, like what exactly happened to his kidney? And he says, what happened to my kidney was I got kicked in my kidney by, by Farouk, which uh, Kevin Kelly has to remind him it was by Farouk. Um, <laughs> it's someone burst my kidney. And then being in the battle royal after that didn't help matters any. But Goldust and Stone Cold Steve Austin and everybody else kicking me all in my kidneys and everything didn't help any. Just made the tear a little wider than it already was. Then uh, Kevin Kelly asks him what the doctors told him and he says, well, yeah, the doctors told me so far it's just bleeding. And if it doesn't stop bleeding from my understanding, they're gonna have to take my kidney out. Mm. And then then finally, he answers him, um, when can we expect you back? And Amen um, Johnson says, I don't know how to answer that question. 
I don't know if I'll ever perform again. I don't know if I'll ever be at the highest point again in my life. I don't know right now. I don't know if I'll ever be able to defend the Intercontinental title or the world title. You're not the world champion. I don't know if I'll be able to defend that again in my life. <laughs> what is he? Oh, man. This or the world the title. Time. The audacity. This might be the last time in, in a year that I'll be able to do an Ahmed Johnson promo. Damn. You know what's funny? You said, you know, Farouk, uh, Ahmed didn't know Farouk's name. We have to remember, all of this that's going on takes place in one night. This is all yeah. taped in Seattle. He doesn't know who Farouk's name or gimmick is at the time. He, Farouk is just debuting. He can't remember. Or he doesn't know it. So all that happens. He has a battle royal match after that. That he wins on the same night. And then all that, then they find out the kidney. Oh shit, you you really, really hurt. Like you need surgery. We're sorry you we really booked you twice. <laughs> Amazing. WWE shit together. <laughs> a smooth transition because TL Hopper, of course, the, the wrestler who's a uh, a plumber, is making his entrance. Jerry Lawler says, It sounds like Ahmed's career has gone down the toilet. <laughs> I laughed. That was great. Vince McMahon was like how low can you be? This is, this is the lowest you've ever gone. It was funny. Anyway, T.L. Hopper's teaming with who? Who? Yeah, who? exactly. Who the wrestler? Who? 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 They're facing the Godwins. Bob Backlund is out here uh, campaigning. And then Bob joins commentary. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. He goes on a rant about how teachers can't teach thou shall not kill. But and they the can pavilions teach, and the pavilions, but they can teach kids how to not acquire AIDS by applying a condominium. Backlund preaches abstinence, and then Bob loses it, tosses his headset off, and just leaves. My goodness, what an appearance by Bob Backlund! Wow, <laughs> our next president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> This is so much chaos going on. Gorilla Monsoon then comes on screen during the match, announces a new intercontinental champion. Vacant. Vacant is once again intercontinental champion. This guy can do it all. He wins it all. Vacant will have to, uh, of course, give up the title next week as a intercontinental championship tournament begins. For no, he's gonna wait like a whole month. He gets to hold the title no, for true. a month. Yeah, that's true. While, that's while true. the tournament goes on. So yeah, right. And if you cared about this match, Henry wins with the slop drop. Nobody cared. Everything else was going on. This was something. This was quite the segment. Like the way they've been promoting this WWF tag team title match was that one segment where Godwins and Body Donnas and Smoking Guns and I forget all oh, the new rockers all got into like a melee. And then we had Skip lose the opener. And then we had the Godwins win this match in about two minutes that no one cared about. Great promotion. Bret Hart. He's chilling on the Russell Vessel. Of course, the Russell Vessel. That, that was before, uh, long before Chris Jericho's cruise. Uh, yes. And Bret says, he, he's talking with Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. He would like to take some more time to think about his future. And if he does come back, he's coming back with a shovel. Gonna be burying people. Okay, <laughs> that, that line was something else. Wow, <laughs> like damn, Brett. 
so unlike you, Brett. <laughs> right? I expect that from Hunter, Sean, Red Heart. Whatever. Ultimate Warrior, maybe? Yeah. Yes. We do hope <laughs> Bret Hart comes back real real soon. Maybe Vince McMahon can give him a, an offer he can't refuse. Maybe like well, 20 years, something on. 20, 20, 20 years, you know, <laughs> an, offer, an offer he can't refuse and McMahon can't honor. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of Vince McMahon going after Jerry Lawler for integrity earlier on. Friday Night Fever at Madison Square Garden last week. Hunter Hearst Holmesley uh, was met by the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark Henry shoved his ass down. From the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, when they announced Mark Henry and they announced him as the world's strongest man, MSG met that uh, remark with chants of bullshit. 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 He's not the world's strongest man. The the folks that chanted that, they're going to learn real soon that Mark Henry is what he says he is, the world's strongest man. We shall see. Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels in the main events. They show footage of Shawn on the set of Baywatch, Pamela Anderson. This match zero amount of charisma. Zero amount of charisma, you said? Yes, he, he showed no <laughs> charisma. Trying to walk on the, on, the, on the beach walking cool. He was very stiff with that walk. Yes, he was. <laughs> Trying to show off his muscles. Shawn uh, with a big elbow drop. Vader comes down to interfere. Shawn drop kicks Vader off the apron. There's poorly edited uh, sweet chin music on Owen in the middle of his chest. Sean does it again properly for the win. Vader grabs a chair. Sean grabs Owen Hart's cast. Cornette slides his tennis racket to Owen, but Sean blocks it and then catches the racket, hits Owen square on the head with it, but Vader oh. destroys Sean, ends it with a Vader bomb, two of them. And then Raw goes off the air with Vader going up to the top rope probably for a Vader salt. Uh, this was okay. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, Sean and Owen, of course. But um, the aftermath, the aftermath, I would have had Vader destroy Jose Lothario here, too. Why not? Put that old man to work. Uh, let, him, let him take a, let him take a Vader bomb, too. Build some why sympathy. You, why are you trying to, trying to kill that old man? Like, come <laughs> on, man. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to when, when the heel wants to murder uh, <laughs> Jose Lothario. But this was, this was all right. This was a nice little go-home angle to build up Vader and Sean. Um, I, think I was like, they had to do something. Yeah, I think they've done a decent enough job with building up this matchup. Uh, but honestly, the Undertaker and Mankind are kind of more of a draw for SummerSlam than this. The Boiler Room Brawl, something we haven't seen before. Yes. That'll be on SummerSlam. They had a video package for that on this show. Yes. God have mercy was the, the main line from that video. <laughs> Uh, mankind, of course, the guy Undertaker won't thank in his Hall of Fame speech. Come on. Do you know how long this, this feud has already been going on since April, and he doesn't know how to thank this man? Ridiculous. There's still so much more to come. There's so much more to come. Ridiculous. Uh, match of the night, Sean and Owen. I mean, what yeah, competition yeah, did they I have? Mean, yeah. They're going to win that on any any match, any any night of Raw, if they're, if they're on the card. MVP. I gotta go bop back, man. I, I was crazy, but that was entertaining as fuck to me. I loved it. I, I love this crazy ass. I went with that damn thug, Farouk. He's the one that <laughs> put Amen out of on the shelf, and he won his his first matchup. So I gotta go with Farouk. LVP. I gotta go with the duo who I hope never ever tag team again on Raw. T.L. Hopper and who? Oh, absolutely. 
one hundred percent. They are unanimously the the LVPs of this show. Thumbs out and three, two, one will be thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. Three, two, one. Down from both of us. They didn't do enough to hype up SummerSlam. I feel like no. SummerSlam is an in your house event more yes. than it is an actual big four pay per view. Crazy. Crazy. And I feel like there's going to be a bunch of matches that uh, we had no idea were announced. Uh, uh, they're going to be sprung up on us. Especially because all of this, remember, folks, all this was taped on one night. The whole build from after In Your House to SummerSlam is taped on that one Monday. So it's very hard to, to plan shit out when shit changes, shit disrupts the whole thing, like the Ahmed Johnson injury. Like, you have to build a pay-per-view that's four weeks from now on the same night. Yeah, and, like, the, one of the major matches that they were building to in the last couple of weeks was Farouk and Amen, and now that's not happening. They haven't mentioned Sid versus Bulldog in a few weeks. I know they mentioned in passing we might get Owen Hart versus Savio Vega. They haven't interacted at all. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, and also I think... What was Mark that match, Hart, Savio Vega versus who? Owen Hart. Oh. And I think they also promoted uh, Godus versus Mark Merrow, and neither one of those were on the show this week, so... Where the hell is the king of the ring? <laughs> yeah, what where's Mattress SummerSlam? He, he's on the free for all against Yokozuna because oh, you know, because you know that Austin 316 promo really shot him to the moon, ladies and gentlemen. Don't rewrite history, folks. SB3 told you that's not how it happened. That's not, not how, it, how happened. it happened. Not how it happened. And we are reliving why I said put Damn some respect idea. on Bret Hart's name. Uh, and yeah, Bret Hart, are we going to see him at SummerSlam? I don't know. When's he coming back? We don't know yet. Rating last week, they did a 2.8. What do you think they did this week? 2.6. Way down. In fact, it's the second lowest rating to date in the Monday Night War for Raw. 2.0. Ooh. I mean, I'm not surprised. What did they? They didn't even promote anything really on this show last week. Their they champions promoted... in the main event, though, that's not good. The good look for their champion, and reportedly Vince McMahon, as you would guess, was pretty pissed off at this rating. Pretty oh, of pissed course. off. Of course, when Nitro's doing three point three, and you're doing your lowest rating, your second lowest rating yet, yeah, this is a problem. There's an issue going on here, Vince. Maybe you should address it sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh, WWE wins three point three to two point oh for the ninth week in a row. WCW is up 26 to 17 to 2 in the ratings war. Maybe Vince can stop, you know, doing taped episodes, huh? Maybe that'll help a little bit, huh? Huh? On the True Rewind scoreboard, we both think Nitro was the better show. So WCW leads 28 to 17 as far as the courts, the opinion of better shows here on True Rewind. Yes, but we want to hear from all of you guys what you thought was the better show this week from August 12th, 1996 from Raw and Nitro. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about our review, what you think about both shows, what was the better show, your match of the night, MVP, LVP, and of course, we will interact with you on the comments. Those are very important. It helps out the channel, helps out this video so, so much. And Romeo, you want to let the people know where they can find you, good sir. True Hill Romeo on Twitter and Instagram. And again, if you know a way for me to bypass this stupid uh, screenshot lock that I could do on the computer so we could show you pictures again, the only other thing I could think of to do is to take pictures with my phone. That's not that's going to be lesser quality, but um, it's the only other thing I could think of to get around that. Hey, join me later tonight 
for a Monday Night Raw watch-along. Raider Raw Superstars, number 44, over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Cody Rhodes versus The Miz is advertised. We will have fun watching Raw, even if it's a bad show. We have fun in the live chats with you guys. Absolutely. You got Veer versus Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. So it looks like a decent enough show. A lot hasn't been announced for Monday Night Raw, which is a rare thing. Rare. Very rare if this was 1996. So <laughs> you can they'd have all Raw's tape back to back to back for, from now until the next pay per view. WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, Jesus. You can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. You can see my written work at WrestleTalk.com. I'll be back on the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel on Friday for FMC at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, as well as Degrassi at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So stay tuned for that. And of course, drop a like on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here and we will be back in the delorean next week for true rewind episode 74 reviewing clash of the champions from august uh 15th 1996 i just did the math in my head good math right really Really good at that as we're going to see hollywood hulk hogan defend the wcw world heavyweight championship against rick flair so stay tuned for that as well as true rewind 75 where we review SummerSlam. 1996 so for romeo for the ghost of drunk guy jj it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 this has been true rewind episode 73 vagant we are signing off until next time you deserve it congrats vacant you deserve it for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.